Training now. Good morning. This has been Rogers. Counties in the Upper Cumberland are in the middle of adopting budgets. I continue the adopting uh, uh, process of the budgets with White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson and White County Executive, uh, or, I'm sorry, Overton County Executive Ben Danner. Y'all look so much similar. Uh, uh, we didn't bring this up last week. Uh, you, you're you're both Uh-oh. similar the same age, and you you have a similar resemblance with the lack of hair. It's well, okay. You know, I would like to say for the record, it, obviously Denny Wayne is older than me, but he has a face for radio. I mean, so you know, I mean, that's just uh, <laughs> y'all y'all both do, and, and thank you for being here. The discussion last week was uh, we ended on jails. We 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 ended with Overton County jails and some of the the beds and what's available and growth possibilities. <clears throat> Denny Wayne, what are the bad capacity in the White County Jail? Uh, I like to start. Ben, it looks like you're wearing the same clothes you had on last week. Is that- <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, I've only got to that one wardrobe. Denny Wayne, so, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, our, uh, At least White I'm County- wearing clothes, anyway. <laughs> All of White County, please do not wreck. Think about- Let me just tell this story real quick. Denny Wayne run this last time, and he had billboards out. And I, I was going to Chattanooga, and I turned completely left and drove across into the other lane because, you know, I seen Denny Wayne there, and it scared me. I topped the hill going toward Dunlap. And then I seen him pop up there, and you know, and I don't know if it's a billboard or not, aliens, but I mean, I got scared. I mean, I'll just be honest. At least he's a Putnam County buffer between us, I guess. I, I try. Apparently, our sheriff's department is not doing a good job. They should stop that. <laughs> Jail. Uh, White County, ours is designed for 165 inmates, 165 beds. How many do you have incarcerated now? We run around 200. 200. So you're overpopulated. We are. And are any of those in, are all those inmates belong to white county other than state we know state inmates uh, you said around 30 yeah. last week were were incarcerated are you housing inmates from any other counties no no these are all so local. you're keeping all white county mm-hmm. inmates um, and, and so you're overcrowded is there a discussion in the commission and, and with you and the sheriff as, of yeah, expanding yeah uh, we we formed a committee to, to try to look into uh, different <coughs> ways to, uh, to solve this problem uh, we're, we run around 35 uh, 40 people over over what we're created for, but we, you know, like I said, we got about 30, 35 uh, state prisoners. So if you know if that number was to be gone, then, then we're we're okay. The other option, we also run around thirty female uh, uh, inmates. <clears throat> Our jail was built in <clears throat> about twenty years ago, somewhere around two thousand, two thousand one. Uh, back then, you didn't have female inmates, and our jail wasn't designed so. Uh, you know, we're looking at right now probably may maybe a, a women's pod or a female pod. Uh, that too would also eliminate our overcrowding. It's just something that just didn't happen. Times have changed. Uh, some counties have actually discussed with me the possibility of building a uh, facility just to house women inmates because they're growing in all counties. And part of that idea came from well, we need room for women inmates, and also we could house other uh, counties' uh, female population. So that has been discussed for a while. We mentioned last week about the regional jail study that was done, and I was a part of that study actually in 2008 and 2009. Uh, it involved Overton County, Pickett County, Fentress County, and um, Clay. Clay County. Uh, I'm sorry, Clay County. And actually the study came back to say it was not financially feasible for these four counties to go in, build a regional complex in one of the counties, whatever the ideal place was, and all four counties contribute funding to operate it. And, of course, the sheriffs would be out of that 
of, of the jail administration business. They would be strictly law enforcement business, and would the uh, regional jail board or committee would hire a jail administrator, and then they would hire their staff and all for participate in funding. And it come back financially uh, not feasible for these counties to do that. So you're still in the same spot you were eight, nine years ago, uh, especially in Overton County and White County. Both of you are at capacity. Mm-hmm. And part of planning for that is funding. We talked about funding. Capital projects is a big part of funding for uh, jails or schools. And then you get into debt service, the actual <coughs> issue of debt. D- D- ben, do you have a capital projects budget? We do right now. Uh, we're building a new county services building, and we've got it for that. But in the past, we've had the jail. You know, we struggle with, I mean, we're going to have to eventually build on the jail, but the school system needs building program, too. I mean, that's the struggle. I mean, the county our size, I can't see us building onto the jail when the school system needs help. You know, I mean, I don't know that that what perception that puts that we're building on the jail when we've got schools that need to be built on too, and we don't do that. Because I know it's out of different funds, but we're going to try to help the school when they do that. But but our uh, capital projects fund right now, we're doing a new county services building. We've been uh, the hospital in 1979 donated the old hospital, the old Lady Ann Hospital, to the county, and we took it temporary for our county building until we built a new building. It was temporary in Overton County, evidently it's 40 years, because we've been in it 40 years, and it was 40 or 50 years old when we moved in, and it's falling apart and having all kind of issues. So we're building a new 23,000-square-foot county services building right in the middle of town, right before you get to the square. And, uh, of course, we had a large donation by Millard Oakley that helped pay for about half of the building, which it was a really easy sale to the county commission, we're, I mean, eventually we're going to have to we're going to have to build a building, but we'll never have another opportunity where somebody donates half of what it's going to cost. Sure. So the county commission was unanimous to build this building, and it'll be handicap accessible for the public and a lot more parking. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I've been to a lot of these other county offices, and we probably got the worst looking county building in Upper Cumberland. I mean, that hospital looks like a Smurf on a bad day. It's a <laughs> really weird blue color, and it's. You know, it's rough lumber part of the way on the floor, and it's, you know, they say they've got ghosts in there. I mean, I've never seen the ghost yet, but we've had some ghost shows come and film. The other day we had a lady, she said, well, it's awful busy there, ain't it? And I looked down the halls, and I said, well, I don't see anybody. She said, no, I don't mean the live people. I mean the dead ones. She said, I've always been able to talk to them. I said, well, tell them we said hi, I guess. I mean, I've never seen them. But, uh. <laughs> That's one of the things that I uh... – I'll tell everybody, when, when I think I'm having a bad day in White County, I just call Ben and see what's going on in Overton County, and it makes my problems seem not as bad. <laughs> you know, we can't make this stuff up. I mean, you know, I, you know I could, I've, done, I've got an imagination, but not that good one. But, uh. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers, and discussing uh, jails, capital projects, and maybe a few ghosts running around in Over, Overton County's administrative building. They're in the process of building a new one. Uh, capital projects budget uh, planning. Denny Wayne, are y'all planning for future capital projects? Are you allocating local money to a capital projects fund for that? We don't have a, uh, a capital projects fund that's that's not appropriated for us, but, uh, for like plans for the future. We we do have three, I think, going on right now. We're do, obviously the Finley School I talked about last week, uh, and we have one. We're going to be replacing a bridge on Highway 42 that's right there between the White and Putman County line. Uh, so we've got that one established. Good deal. Capital project funds are not required by TCA and county governments, and it's it's a convenience or a transparency 
issue with counties. They want to separate sometimes grants because you get a lot of grants that uh, are related to capital projects, maybe a building a fire station or, or building an EMS station somewhere in the county. And there's grants out there for that. But you don't want to co-mingle those grant funds with your general operating funds if you can help it because – Basically, you you know you have to spend those great grant funds for exactly the purpose. Uh, there have been counties in the past that actually used grant funds for a building and then to give raises to employees. Well, they obviously got in trouble mm. and got a write-up and actually were asked to pay that grant money, money back. back. So that's one of the reasons we mentioned capital project funds. It's a good thing to have. Some counties allocate property tax revenue to build that up, and they pay cash for patrol cars or fire trucks or ambulances instead of having to issue a capital outlay note to do that. And anytime you do that, you're paying interest costs and maybe sometimes some issuing costs. So capital projects funds are are, are good and important. Uh, and, <clears throat> and speaking of of ambulances and and how Ben, how many ambulance trucks are y'all running uh, on average per day? Right now we've got six. We've got one up in Hanging Limb. We've got a substation up there, and we cover about 300 houses in Fentress County, and we we cover you know that part. Of course, Putnam County helps us too up there. And then we've got five in Livingston, and we cover down into Clay County on this side of the lake, and we cover into Pickett County. So we're, you know, the lake cuts off part of Clay County and Pickett, and they have no way. And, you know, I've had this discussion with some of the mayors in the past. I mean, it, the ammo service is not about making money. It's about saving lives. And if it's about making money, we wouldn't have one. Right. And then we're helping them, and they help us out. All the counties all work together and help each other out. But we, we can get to Willow Grove. In Clay County, a lot faster than Clay County can. You know, they don't have a bridge to get over there, and we take care of that part of the county. We take care of Eastport and uh, Piggott County, and uh, of course, that cuts the times down a lot. Of course, now with some of the counties around us not having a hospital, I mean, we've got a lot of run, like Fentress County. I mean, that's that's a long run that we've got to make if those 300 houses, since the hospital in Fentress is closed, and I hope we never see the day you know, that our hospital, I mean, we're lucky that, of course, we're lucky Putnam County, Coobal Hospital's right here close for all of us, but, you know, having a hospital in our community is a really big asset when we have companies come in and we have, you know, I, I can't imagine living in some of these counties that you've got to go 45 minutes to an hour to get to a hospital. To get to an I mean, emergency a, room. I mean, that's a, a terrible thing for, you know, any citizen to have to do. And the ambulance service process it's like you said, you don't discriminate between county lines. You're helping other counties. And the way the Upper Cumberland is laid out, especially with Oregon Clay, Pickett with a lake there, you you got to help each other out and get to those. And, and Putnam and White County is the same thing with Center Hill Lake. Trending today, the challenge in meeting the demands for services in White and Oregon counties. We continue that discussion with Denny Wayne Robinson and Ben Danner when we come back. With Denny Wayne Robinson, White County Executive, and Ben Danner, Oregon County Executive, we've been discussing the services their counties provide and and the budgets that have been approved that is what's trending today ambulance service is a big part of uh, what you provide as a county and that's necessary it's not actually required by state law to have an ambulance service but most counties do because it's necessary for the citizens anyway how many trucks do you have running uh per day uh we have seven trucks in white county and how so how many uh employees are there in, in in the ems office on those trucks well we have 22 full-time employees uh but i tell you we're, we take about all the part-time that we can get anybody that, w- that wants to work uh we, we try to work them and your calls we were talking your calls are actually been up our uh, causes are up yes and part of the cause is as we said last segment 
you're not in the business of making money on the ambulance service. It's nice to recoup as much money. And of course, Medicare has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Medicare, Medicare, ten care, ten care. They they limit how much you can get reimbursed in certain cases, and so you're not going to make money on providing ambulance service. But it's a it's a good service to have. Is there are you looking to expand any ambulance service in White County, or well, the calls going up? We uh, uh you, you mentioned earlier about capital projects, and I said we had three going on, and I mentioned two. The third one is the expansion of the MS building, and but we're closing that out. We're, we finished that project. We're in, in the process of getting all that wrapped up. But yeah, we've we've added a couple of ambulances in the last couple last two years, and we've uh, added uh, almost doubled the size of our EMS building in uh, this past year. Uh, the ambulance are traveling down county roads, and uh, you hope your county roads are in good enough shape to limit the maintenance work on your ambulances and your sheriff patrol cars and the school buses as well. How many road miles, been are in Overton County? Uh, we've got uh, 462 miles, or six, I'm sorry, 642 miles of road. We've got a whole lot of gravel roads. One thing we're fighting, and I'm just going to say it how it is, we got some election roads, I'll call them, that they, pay, that they chipped back 20-something years ago. And the reason I call them election roads you know, when they chip a road, they should put about three shots of oil on it. They put one shot of oil and gravel on these roads to make people happy to get it reelected. And I'm just, that's the honest truth. And we've got, it'd be better off if they were gravel roads now because they've come apart and it takes more to fix them. You got to ground it plumb up because you can't just chip on top of them potholes. So we've got a really big problem with that. And uh, the highway department's been paving. We've, we helped during the ice storm in 2015. We had some extra money we borrowed left. And we spent that up hanging limb or in Muddy Pond and, and paved one of the roads there. And uh, highway department's been paving a lot of roads, but the, you know the problem with the road is like everything else. Unless people sees it in front of their house, their road, they don't really care what they're doing mm-hmm. in front of your road. I mean, they may drive on these <clears> other <throat> roads to get to their house, but unless the road that they're on is getting fixed, you know, a lot of people get upset, and I get a lot of calls, and the highway department's out working. You know, if we had three times the number of employees working, it'd be hard to fix all the roads we have. And another thing, too, you know, we talked about the Improve Act before that's brought more money to the counties. Well, all the companies that sell us things, the price went up on it. I mean, that that was that helped getting that extra money from the state. But all the companies that are paving went up on the prices, so I, I don't see that we're getting a whole lot more done with that. So the general, the general assembly was trying to help counties out, and mm-hmm. actually, uh, instead of having an unfunded mandate, they were trying to fund, trying to fund a mandate, trying to fund a mandate, and maintaining county roads. But the vendors that the counties are using are actually increasing their cost, and that was not the intent no. for the Improve Act. The Improve Act was a, the intent was actually to help counties out and reduce the burden on the taxpayer for maintaining roads. And I've said before, the roads are the the lifeline of the county. Because you you can't get to somebody that needs an ambulance or a patrol or, or sheriff deputy uh, without a good road, mm-hmm. and you can't get to a student to, the, the, on the bus without a good road. So that's a big cost for counties is maintaining roads. Do, do you have, uh, Danny Wayne? Does the highway department have a plan uh, to maintain the roads or pave the roads as they go along, or are they just getting to what they can based on their funding? Well, they're they're getting to what they can based on their funding. They they do have a plan, and we're you know they. Trying to work that plan, do it, but funds are limited. Funds are very limited, and so right now you're you're playing just trying to just keep up what what you got. We've got a paving crew out today, uh, up in the uh, up in the north uh, northwestern uh, northeastern part of the county. Uh, pavement pavement up there today. I've got a couple calls on it, 
but we're not over roads. That's that's the big thing. Right. I get that's probably one of the major calls I get is you know talking about roads. I have no say so over roads. I right. don't. Uh, oh, that's the main. I, every day I get. You know, of course, and that's another thing. When we first get elected, now, you know, it helps. I think it should be a law that you should have to be a county commissioner to get elected county executive because, you know, a lot of things you do, I mean, that helps you. But you throw all that out the window when you first get elected to county executive because when we went to Murfreesboro, the first thing is, you know, they say you get blamed for everything and you're not in control of hardly any of it. So that's, you know, everybody thinks, of course, they call it county executive in our counties. It's county mayor in some counties. And everybody thinks when they think mayor – the city mayors over everything in the city, which that's the way that mm-hmm. works. But I mean, we've got a different setup. Mm-hmm. Every elected office is their own. I mean, I'm over the Amazon service and the solid waste department, but other than that, and the budget, of course, we're the chief financial officer for the counties. But after the budget gets set and these departments get a budget, I mean, unless they want to move money out of one line to another, well, I mean, we really don't have say so. Authority. And, you know, when I got elected, I got this employee policy book. And if any employee has a, a problem with their supervisor, there's, I, I'm supposed to hear the grievances. Well, uh, you know, I I can't do anything about it. I mean, it's kind of a, a weird setup because, um, I mean, used to in the past, I mean, it was county judge, they called it, and they had court sessions, and we would have been judges, which I'm glad, you know, that uh, for White County, Denny Wayne's not uh, doing that now. Especially <laughs> for Oden County, too, for me. But, you know, I've looked at some of the court minutes from the past, and, boy, you know, sometimes I think, boy, our court meetings are – really get drawn out and everything but i can't imagine if we were having court this has been rogers with me as white county executive denny wayne robertson and overton county executive ben danner this is trending tell me or what why do we differentiate differentiate between county mayor and county executive what is the difference you both are county executives others are county mayors what is the difference well when i when i uh, meet somebody or somebody and they say you know hey you know who are you what do you do whatever and I said, denny robinson county executive the first question is always what is that? Mm-hmm. And and then my response is mayor, and they're like, oh, so that's that's how I differentiate. But nobody seems to know really what a county executive is, but everybody understands the term mayor. People, to me, the state should have said it and said everybody had to be this, and that's what you are. I mean, the trustees, the trustee in every county, the rest are deeds, the rest are deed. And we're in a county mayor association. There's about ten out of the ninety-five of us that are county executives. Now, our county, when the state first passed it, said you could change it. So the county executive at the time changed it to mayor. He got beat in the next election. So the person that got elected to mayor wanted it back executive at the next time. So he changed it, and then he got beat. So I just want to leave it alone and keep working. You know, I'll be honest with you, we've had some other counties ask us about changing it. I mean, I've got a whole lot of stuff going, and I've got a whole lot of issues in the county and I mean, changing the name of my office is not really a high priority for me. I mean, I, you know, usually, of course, we go to meetings and they call us mayor. I mean, people call in mad and they call us a lot of other three and four letter words and stuff, you know, that's, you know, mayor would be a good word compared <laughs> to what they call us sometimes. And, you know, we just smile and wave. But the, yeah, the state actually come out and said that the county executive <clears throat> title shall change the county mayor, but each county commission can vote to change it back to county executive. Mm-hmm. And at least six, five or six of those are in the Upper Cumberland. And it's more than half of what's in the state, and there's no difference. the the op, The responsibility is still the same. The uh, expectation is still the same. Uh, as you said, the power is always going to be as limited as possible because you have a county legislative body that's that passes the budget, approves the budget. But the county mayor, county executive position is the figurehead of the county. Uh, in some cases, if you don't, if you're not centralized, which uh, you are actually, Den Wayne, mm-hmm. you have a finance director. Correct. You operate under. 
1981 Centralized Financial Management Act. And so you're actually a CEO, and then your finance director is a CFO. Mm-hmm. How has being under the 1981 helped White County, in your opinion? Uh, the 81 Act is, for 80% of it, is, is a great system to work under. Uh, there are a few issues that uh, need tweaking, uh, but it, uh, you're, there's a less duplication of services. You've got one person that, that writes all the checks for the county, one person that takes care of the accounting, the billing. Uh, we talked earlier, uh, not earlier, we talked last week, I think it was, about the three checkbooks, basically, that the county operates under. Uh, under uh, general law stuff, you have three people that uh, – take care of those three different checkbooks. With a centralized financing, everything goes to one office. One person takes care of all three checkbooks, takes care of all the uh, the banking, and it's it's a good system. And, Ben, what system is Oldham County under? We're under the 1957 Act, which, I, you know, I do purchase orders for the highway department in the county. Of course, the school's separate. In the past, you know, of course, the comptroller's office, I think, would like every county to be under the 81 Act. They That's a suggestion every year on the audit. And we plan for that in the future in our new building. We've got a few extra rooms that we'd be able to put a central finance department for the whole county. The school system and the highway department back several years ago were not willing to go together and do that. I feel like it'd save money. Like I said, it'd be, you know, we're duplicating a lot of the services and we could have those all in one uh, department. But, uh, I mean, the 57 Act, a lot of counties have went to that. They were under general law and went to the 57, which it has more you know, checks and balances in a general law county has. But, uh, I mean, the Feed Sam Act for us works pretty good. I mean, I, I think eventually, though, you know, the 81 Act, we need to go to that. This has been Rogers. I'm visiting with Overton County Executive Ben Danner and Watt County Executive Denny Wayne Robertson. We're discussing the financial systems that each county up operates, and that is trending. What is the financial structure in Tennessee counties? Today with me is Ben Danner, Overton County Executive, and Denny Wayne Robertson, White County Executive, we're discussing how they are set up financially. White County has set up centralized financial management through the 1981 Act. Overton County is set up through the 1957 Fiscal Control Act. The, the two differences are uh, in the 1981 Financial Management Act, the finance director is, is, has the, the control authority to make purchases and spend money for all three major budgets, highways, schools, and general fund. In the 1957... Uh, the budget director is in charge of purchase orders for the general fund and the highway department and that, that accounting process. The benefits to being centralized, uh, you have one person doing all the purchasing and all the, the budget preparation. And the benefit to the 57 is you have one person maintaining two. The most common reason why some counties don't go to the 81 is political. And uh, it really starts with the school system. They they want to keep their finances in house. They they want to maintain that. Has Overton County thought about <clears throat> seriously given thought to going to the eighty one from the nineteen fifty seven fiscal control act? Well, several years ago, under the last administration, it got brought up, but um, there was not a good working relationship between the school and the county at that time, and the highway department. We've got a better working relationship now, but it's still not a popular thing to do. I mean, it's it's a lot political about it, like you say. But um, I mean, I, I think for the future, of course, I don't know that the school board right now is willing. Of course, we've got an election coming up next year, and half the school board they're on staggered terms. We've got ten school board members, so I don't know if we'll have a new school board or not. But you know, they may be you know be interested in that. But right now, they're not. So, if you're under the 1981 Financial Management Act, as White County is. It actually takes that financial relief off of you as county executive, Denny Wayne. And that 
enables you and allows you to be more active in recruiting business and economic development for White County. And White County has been doing pretty well last few years and, and brag on you since you've been in since 2014. Let's talk about your industrial park and let's and what what new things are happening in White County as far as in the, in the industry goes. Well, as far as the industrial park itself, we are always trying to improve it and make make it better. Uh, we're in the process right now of, uh, of uh, widening the roads and, and uh, repaving the roads, moving some utilities, water lines. We've got a Appalachian Regional Commission ARC grant that, uh, that we're working on right now with the help of the, the, the water supply. Uh, but you're always uh, looking for someplace, you know, to put that. The, one of the big things about the uh, economic development, and, and I learned this uh, real quick, and it surprised me, buying of the land is a cheap thing. Uh, land's cheap. It's then preparing it and getting your infrastructure in there, uh, doing the dirt work. That's where the money is. Right. Uh, land's cheap. So tell us, uh, you know, tell us about what what are the industries that's come in since you've been county executive in White County that's helping your county grow not only on the industrial side, but anytime you can bring in a new industry, you're you're growing people and you're growing sales tax because people are working there and they're buying more there. Mm-hmm. They're building houses in your county. So industry is a big part of county growth. What's happened since you've been in a county executive? Well, Fitzgerald's uh, was a big influence in the whole Upper Cumberland, not just White County. Uh, but uh, they uh, they brought in two businesses there, a distribution center and a collision repair. Uh, that kind of got the ball rolling for us a little bit. Uh, it was followed, that was followed by uh, uh, land mills came in. Uh, now we, uh, our, of course, our big our big uh, uh Big win was, of course, Herman, the Herman Door Door Company, and uh, we've had three businesses uh, expand, actually expand their footprint, not just their uh, not just their uh, uh, production, but actually their buildings. So we've actually uh, we've had uh, probably the last numbers I saw, White County had the largest jump in uh, employment in the. Uh, past uh, four years, so we're up around two thousand more people working now than was four and five years ago. That's great. And you mentioned Herman Door Company. Mm-hmm. Where are they from? Uh, it's a German company. Now, uh, this particular factory is going to be located from Illinois. So when they came to White County, uh, obviously you met with them, mm-hmm. and you have a team there in White County. What did they tell you attracted them to White County that made them want to come locate in your county? Mm, well. Uh, the, Other than your great personality, well, I was just, I was going to say that, but <clears throat> I knew Ben would have a comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, is anybody got any water? Here? <laughs> uh, you know, it, the tax structure number one. Tennessee overall has a good tax tax structure for uh, for businesses. Then, uh, you know, locally our our, our taxes are, are are very low comparative to the rest, especially the rest of the nation, especially to Illinois. Uh, the workforce, the the way we. Uh, the TCATs here in our area, Tennessee Tech, uh, we just it just seemed to fit their uh, our their needs. We had most of everything to fix their needs. This has been Rogers and Trending. We're discussing economic development and new industries locating in Overton and White Counties. With me is White County Executive Denny Wayne Robertson and Overton County Executive Ben Danner. Are there is there any expansion in your industrial park in White County? You're filling it up. Uh, is there any more room to locate some other industry or, or business? We we are about out of room. Now we we can put a, a 
a small business up there right now, or maybe two small ones. Uh, we're, we're looking to, to expand. Has, is, is there a process y'all have looked into, amount of acreage y'all are needing? Have you located some property in White County to address that, or are you in the inception of that process? Well, we had a, a, a place that we thought we was going to be able to buy, but it, it ended up falling through. The 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 big thing is the – I went through a uh, – a thing for the ECD that the property valuation program that they they had uh, that taught me a lot of what to look for. So I'm I'm a lot better capable now of going out and finding that property that uh, and, and doing a, be- a better job of locating that property. But it's harder. Uh, sure, good property is 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 hard to find. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you start looking at road access, utilities, and it's it's hard to find. Well, they're not making any more land. No, and one of the many things I feel y'all have in common, White and Overton County. Uh, is 111, Highway 111, State Highway 111. So that enables you to attract business as well. Ben, the industrial park in Overton County, one of them is right there on 111. Um, what What is located in the industrial park? Well, right now we've got uh, Tanner and Antle, which is the only hydroponics plant on the East Coast in the nation, but uh, they, it's a lettuce plant, people call it. And then we've got Fitzgerald's Collision, so, you know, the county bought 165 acres several years ago and and put that there. The problem, the thing we fight in a small county is it was very unpopular when we when we done that. The county commit, It <laughs> takes several years to develop that property. And, you know, we've got schools needing expanding, the jail needing work and everything, and it's very unpopular to spend a couple million dollars to buy some property, you know, because it's kind of like the field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. I mean, you never know. You know, we build a spec building. And we had a lot of people look at it, but we had no really, you know, big things coming. Then all of a sudden Fitzgerald come through and seen it and they bought it. And then it went boom from there. I mean, I wish we had some more property. We've looked, I went through the PEP program, mm-hmm. the property evaluation program, like Danny Wayne did too. And, um, you know, it showed us that we really need some more property. The city has an industrial park and they have maybe 10 or 15 acres and it's not really flat, but property on 111, one problem we get into, and I know White County's got the same problem. When the county goes talking to these people about these properties, the price goes up. Price goes up. You know, we what we try doing right now, since we don't have any property, is we are showing that property to companies that come in and showing them the potential of it. But you know, we're trying to sell it for them, but everybody's wanting a big price because the county's interested in it. I mean, there's a couple properties out next to the industrial park that are over 100 acres, and they're wanting about two and a half, three million dollars for them. I mean, and it's a costly ordeal to get that. You know, site ready. Now, the where Fitzgerald's at, that was the first uh, shovel ready site in the state that their program had, where they had that program where, you know, a company knows that they're, you're ready to just start building. And we've done that spec building. We talked to a lot of companies yesterday, met with a company, and they're looking to move to Overton County, and we've got several that's moved there. But, uh, you know, we've tried to focus on the companies, a lot of the focus of the companies we've got. It's easier to work with that company that's here and, and show them incentives the state has and get them to add more jobs than it is to get somebody new to come in. I mean, we all want that big 500-job company to come in. But when a company we've got, we can work with them and get them to expand 25 or 50 jobs, I mean, that's a win for us. I mean, we sure. and we, you know, we've changed the, of course, in the past, we've got an industrial development board, and we've, because I know Putnam County does things a lot different. They buy property and do things like that through the Industrial Development Board. Our county's never done that. Volunteer Foam went out of business a few years ago, and they left a 75,000-square-foot building and about 10 acres in town 
which, you know, these old buildings have a low ceiling. It's hard to get a lot of these companies to come in yeah. or something like that. But we had a chance to buy that for $300,000, which it's appraised about $2 million. And I brought that up to the county commission, and, uh, you know, they all, were all for it. And we went through the Industrial Development Board, and they bought it. And we've got a company, Cumberland Foam Products, come in there, and they've got 20 people working there now. And they've got a lease purchase on it, option, and, uh, you know, even I hope they stay going. I hope they get bigger. But if they don't, I mean, the county can use that building or – you know, we can try to sell it to somebody else. But, you know, to me, you know, our thinking, I feel like we weren't trying to keep the companies we had there and trying to bring more jobs in the past. We were just content with what we got. I mean, we've got a lot of – we've got ABC NWAC, and we've got Parker Seals, and we've got Hutchison. That's really good companies and hire a lot of people. But, you know, we were just content with what we had, and we're, we've are we been working to try to help – and we, they've expanded, and they've put a lot of money into their factories and added a lot more jobs. So that's helped people in Oakland County. With me is Ben Danner and Denny Wayne Robinson. We are discussing economic development and potential growth for that in White County and Oakland County. This is trending. Economic development and industrial parks, creating new opportunities for businesses to come to the county. That is one challenge counties face, one challenge counties face today. And I'm with Denny Wayne Robinson, White County Executive, and Ben Danner, Overton County Executive. They are very involved. Uh, you are very involved with that process, recruiting, economic development. Ben, you mentioned there is 100 acres beside the current industrial park in Overton County available. What does the infrastructure look like at that 100 acres? Well, you know, earlier we talked about Highway 111, and Highway 111 is probably the best thing, one of the best things that's ever happened to Overton and White County, too. I mean, we have a four-lane road coming through, I mean, off the interstate. I mean, that's helped us bring in a lot of business and a lot of companies. But, you know, with everything new comes other problems. Highway 42 was the main road into Overton County before. Of course, the state, you know, we had to take that over when Highway 111 opened, and that's the way it works. They'll build new roads, and then we have to take over the old roads. All the infrastructure we had, the gas lines and everything coming into Overton County were, were on Highway 42. We've got some spots that it's fairly close. It can be run over, but some spots are a long way off. A few years ago when we got the industrial park, when the lettuce plant came in, we got a grant, about $6 million, to put water and sewer out to the industrial park from Livingston. And we just now, last year, paid that off, and that's been almost 20 years it's took to pay that off. But we have no water and sewer from the industrial park in Rickman down to all good to the county line. There's a lot of property that could be developed for a company and industrial use, but there's no water and sewer. Do we spend the money to try to buy an industrial park, but we don't have the money? I mean, it takes so long to pay that off. Then how do we turn around and get, you know, water and sewer there? This property joining the the county, uh, it it don't have water and sewer to it. I mean, it would be a half mile probably to expand it. And, you know, the school in Rickman, they've got a big mass sewer system out in the field. They've got a 30-acre field full of field lines. If we had sewer there, it would help them open that property up to be able to build a school later if we needed to or whatever. But you're talking about several million dollars, so it's really hard. It's a really hard sale. Everybody wants jobs to come in, and you know nobody really understands how it works to get in our jobs. When I was a commissioner, you know I was just like, well, you know, why don't we have this and that coming in? I mean, it ain't just like everybody asked me what you know about getting a Walmart there. I mean, if Walmart wanted to be there, they'd be there. We can't just call them and say, hey, we'd like you to come up here, and then they just come yeah. open up. I mean, it's really hard to get companies, and you have hundreds ask you about property before you get the first one to actually come into town. I mean, and it's it's really good. Like when we got Fitzgerald, we was really excited about it, and then the ice storm hit, and it's kind of it went back burner for just a little bit because I know White County had a lot of stuff with the ice storm too. But 
it's a really big day for us. And it's, I thought it would turn into the sales tax it is now, and it's really got bigger than I thought. But it's really hard selling that to the public because back in the late 90s when the county commission bought our industrial park, almost everybody got put out of office that voted to build to buy that industrial park. I mean, you know, the ones that – and I, I thank them several times when we've had uh, groundbreakings out there and we had new companies come in, but it's hard – to see the future. I mean, in the past we've, you know, we've had a lot of people in the office in my County that were just looking for the next four years. And that was the end of it. And they weren't looking for the future. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've got handy a lot of County buildings that were in bad shape and a lot of things like that. But, you know, looking out in the future, I mean, it's hard to make a decision to do something that might put you out of your job because I mean, we really need more industrial property, but I, I you know, if it went on the ballot, it wouldn't pass. I mean, but people can look back now and say, well, you know, I'm glad that you all done that now, but then they put everybody out of office that voted for it back in the 90s. So, And counties are trying to progress, and one of those obstacles or roadblocks in that path and that vision is infrastructure. And then you take a chance uh, with trying to achieve that vision by borrowing money and try to implement that infrastructure and fund it. And as you mentioned, some people got voted out of office for that, but their vision was bigger than what was going on now. And that's the only way county government gets to where it needs to be, provide that environment and livelihood that the citizens would like to have. And it's not about growing and being a metropolis, but it's it's more about providing services and, and making people feel safe and, and have a place to work and have a place to travel and or, or, or have fun with their kids and family. But infrastructure and funding prohibits some of that. And one of the responsibilities you two have as county executives is to find the best way and then go back to your county legislative bodies and convince them or, or sell to them, we have a vision in this county, this is what we need to do. This has been Rogers. Today we're trending with some of the obstacles and, and uh, things that prohibit counties from growing. And one of those is infrastructure for developing industrial parks and bringing in new businesses uh, one county I work with actually issued bonds to put water lines to their industrial park and brought in huge industry. And the deal they had worked out with that utility company for the water was the utility company would pay them back a 70% usage per month of that new industry would pay the county back for that. So the county necessarily wasn't out any money uh, in the long run. They were in the beginning. So those are options. Uh, have y'all explored any of those options before? Well, we've done a, we looked, we had a company that was looking to move out in Rickman and we were looking at doing a TIF, a tax increment financing. And it's really hard when you, and the city and I get along really good, but when you get the city alderman together with the county commission, try to get everybody on the same page, it's really hard. Right. We had a company looking to go in Rickman and we had a couple hundred acres there, but we had no gas and water. And we were looking to expand the gas line from, and it was on 42, and we had to go across 111. It'd be about five miles, and it was going to be seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. But we were looking at tax increment financing, and uh, we were going to use that extra taxes that it created with them people coming to pay for that gas line, and that would have been the city's biggest customer, and then it would have paid for itself in five, seven years. But we couldn't get everybody to agree on one thing, and it didn't go through. And that's what's really frustrating you know i mean it's it's hard to get a company to come here but when they buy the property and then you can't get everybody that's involved all the players together on the same page and it don't work out that's really frustrating because we you know we spent a couple years working on this project it's gonna be several million dollar investment and 50 to 75 jobs and it because we couldn't get the gas line it's it's gone right 
Right. Denny Wayne, what are some of the other issues in county government or problems in county government you're facing as a county executive of moving the county forward? And, and maybe where you need funding, it's not there. What are some of those those issues you have to deal with on a daily basis? Well, you mentioned earlier, you said environment, and, and that's what that's what we're here for, to create the environment for, for business. I get calls almost daily, you know, we need an O'Charlie's, we need a Zaxby's, an Arby's, or we need a – listen, there is not a government-owned Zaxby's out there. Uh, all we can do is create the environment for them to come. Drug. Uh, it takes a, the private sector, that person – to put up the money and, and build that business, and and, the, and you know we're here to uh, we're here to help that business. We're here to incentivize the the tax structure that we have here. Uh, ben mentioned TIFs. TIFs. We've looked at TIFs in White County. That, that's a that is a, a great source of funding uh, if you if you have high taxes because it's a tax increment. It's mm-hmm. the difference in that in that tax. A lot of people disagree. We are really low tax here in Upper Cumberland. We really are. Oh yeah. When you give a, a break on tax, it, well, if you're not taxed much to start with, there's not much of a break to give. So uh, that limits uh, some of these uh, programs that other communities use. Uh, it just limits our ability to use them. Uh, at the end of the day, it boils down to it boils down to money. There are certain things that the state requires you to do. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this last week, son. We talked about the, you know you've got to have a sheriff's department. You've got to have a school system. Uh, you've got to dispose of the solid waste. That is what White County has done, and I don't want to speak for Oakland County, but that's what we have done in the past. We have taxed uh, the people of White County just to cover the stuff that we have to do. Those services that are required. Where they're required. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, is, there, there is no extra money to build this infrastructure, to, to, to hire people to go out and recruit these businesses. That's why Ben and I... Uh, are so involved in it. We don't. We don't have an economic development person to go out and 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 that's all they do is is work on. Work, you know, Putman County. Uh, they have some people that do that. You, you get into the Nashvilles, the Chattanoogas, and Knoxvilles. They've got teams uh, that go out, and that's all they do, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. We're just really limited on our resources to be able to do something like that. So uh, Ben and I just have to kind of step up and do what we can do between answering the phone for. Uh, the dog calls and the road calls and the dead deer calls and uh, trash in the yard. and, and You know, we get, that. I'm sure White County gets a lot of the same calls I get. And I, we're glad Putnam County's got a lot of things to God. I mean, that, it's a really short, used to, we all had to go to Lebanon or Nashville. Yeah. But when Coolville gets more and more things, everybody in our county think that we'll be able to get those things here. I mean, just because, I mean, I'd like to have a Chick-fil-A in Livingston too. I don't know if it'd stay back around 24 hours a day like the one down here does but you know it'd be really good for us to have one but just because we'd like to have one don't mean we've got the economy to support it but they got good chicken sandwiches well and so tax base uh, in the upper cumberland as a whole the tax base uh, is really what thrives uh funding for county government services and then the industry coming in new industry coming in is what helps provide that funding sources because it grows the tax base and the tax base is spending more money because they have jobs. And it's just, that's part of the process for county government to work. Gentlemen, uh, it's been great. Y'all spent some good time with me the last two weeks. I appreciate what you do. You're great public servants. And this is trending with Ben Rogers. My guests have been Ben Danner, uh, Overton County Executive, and Denny Wayne Robertson, White County Executive. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. The pleasure's been all yours, man. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.